Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I was coming back from Afghanistan, doing said, been doing some humanitarian work there, some little work with the underground church. And um, I was in an airport, exhausted. I went to the bookstore, looking for a book to read on the next flight. While I'm looking for a book to read, God says to me, why are you looking for a book to read? You've got a Bible in your briefcase. And I thought, well, Lord, the Bible's hard to read. Why is my book hard to read? I didn't know how to answer that. It was kind of embarrassing. So I walked over to the nonfiction section of the bookstore, and I just started thumbing through book after book in the nonfiction section. And I realized that we present data, information in many formats today. And I felt God saying to me, you wanted a Bible in modern format. And today's guest fulfilled that call. We're joined today by Rod Laughlin. He's the project creator of the readable Bible. It's been over 100 years since the Bible last had a cover-to-cover formatting change, yet reading habits have drastically changed. That's where Rod comes in. Today on Connections, he's going to share where the inspiration for this new Bible came from and how you can get your hands on it. We're joined today by Rodney Laughlin. He's the creator developer of the readable Bible, which we're going to get into in depth today. But first of all, this is the big question. Why? Another translation of the Bible. Why is this one so important? Well, hopefully the the correct answer is because God wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming back from Afghanistan, doing said been doing some humanitarian work there, some little work with the underground church, and um, I was in an airport, exhausted. I went to the bookstore looking for a book to read on the next flight, on all the connecting flights, and. While I'm looking for a book to read, God says to me, why are you looking for a book to read? You've got a Bible in your briefcase. And I thought, well, Lord, the Bible's hard to read. Why is my book hard to read? I didn't know how to answer that. It was kind of embarrassing. So I walked over to the nonfiction section of the bookstore, and I just started thumbing through book after book in the nonfiction section. And I realized that we present data, information in many formats today, and I felt God saying to me, he wanted a Bible in modern formats. You know, the earliest manuscripts, there was no space between the words. There were no uppercase, lowercase, no punctuation, uh, not even any vowels in the original Hebrew, no vowel markings of any kind. And as as human beings developed better ways to provide written communication, the Bible has been updated all along. Uh, We use upper and lower case, punctuation was added, even added the idea of verse numbers, chapter numbers, all these formatting changes have been added. When the English Bible was first translated, each verse stood alone as a separate verse. In 1860, Cambridge University Press put out the Cambridge Paragraphed Bible, the first fully paragraphed Bible. Since then, we've developed about 17 different formats, which we use to present information. The Bible has never been updated to use those formats. The readable Bible is the Bible the way it would appear if Moses and Joshua and Paul were sitting at a computer today when God spoke to them. When God said to Moses, put Adam and Eve's descendants here, or their genealogical tree, as we'd say today here, Today, Moses would not write a paragraph saying, Adam made love to Eve and she gave birth to Cain. He'd put a genealogical tree. In the, when the first wilderness census was done and presented in numbers, and God said, put the wilderness census here, 
Moses would not have written sentences saying this person was a patriarch. He had so many people, sentence after sentence after sentence. He would have put a table there labeled patriarch number of people. And then there would be lines with the patriarch's names and the numbers of people. We call that a census table. So the censuses in the readable Bible are in census tables. The genealogies are in genealogical tables. The law code book of Leviticus is structured like a law book, Roman numeral one, two, and three, letter A, B, and C. All law books today are structured that way. So the readable Bible is the first update in 150 years, putting the Bible into the formats used by the readers in that time. Now, that's not an easy task. Obviously, once that um, was put upon you, this call from God to change this Bible um, and to make it readable and making or making it more up to date, you had to create a team. Tell us a little bit about that and how you were able to put this all together, because the Bible isn't just a small little book. There's a whole lot that goes into that. No, that's that's right. (laughs) The um, the first year. Uh, I read through the whole Bible and I identified there's 23 kinds of information in Scripture. We would normally put those 23 kinds of information into 17 different formats. So my first task was to be able to communicate to people what it was that I wanted to do so that they would know what they were joining. So I translated the, well, first I wanted to take an existing translation and just put it in modern format. I thought that would be easy. But what I discovered is that nobody, no translation owner would allow me to do that. They would allow me to put tables like the census table next to the paragraph with all the sentences, but they would not say the census table is the text. And that's what I wanted to do with the readable Bible. So I realized I had to do a whole new translation. So I translated uh, the Pentateuch, Psalms, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, <clears throat> and Romans, because I realized that those books would have at least one example of all of the 17 modern formats we use to present data. Then uh, Dr. Brendan Kennedy heard what I was doing and got in touch with me, said he wanted to be part of the project. So I engaged him to review all the translation I had done, And then he did the first cut on the rest of the translations, except we hired another scholar for uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, Dr. Meeks. So we had several people involved at that level. Uh, Dr. Colby Kinzer got involved in it. Uh, He does Greek, I would say, is his specialty there. So slowly we built a team. Uh, Bot Radio Network was gracious enough to run thousands of public service announcements inviting their listeners to join our development team. Uh, We decided to have a team composed of anybody who wanted to get involved, where when we finished a book uh, such as Genesis, when we finished Genesis, we sent an email to all the members of our volunteer development team, inviting them to read what we had done, comment on it, make suggestions to make it more readable, to make it better, uh, maybe find some errors and correct the errors. And um, so we had 450 members of this development team recruited by Bot Radio Network for us. It was amazing, the, the comments. We had scholars, PhDs, professors, people like yourself that just love the word of God. And um, uh, then we had we hired a lot of uh, 
of editors. People had experience editing Bibles and proofreading Bibles. I was speaking with a man who was involved, uh, who was actually head of Zondervan's Bible division. He said their number one proofreader had just retired. I called her up, showed her what we were doing and got her out of retirement to come and proofread the readable Bible. So God just brought together a team over the years. It was a, a wonderful experience. Lots of miraculous happenings to get the, these people involved in the readable Bible. It's amazing how God can work. Uh, you just mentioned years at the end of that. How long did this take to put together? I was 65 years old <laughs> when I was coming back from Afghanistan. I said to my wife, sweetheart, uh, we had just had a bunch of business reverses. I said, sweetheart, we're down to uh, $300,000. We we had had literally millions. I, I said, I ought to get a job. But God has, has put this idea into my mind. I think he wants me to do this. What would you like me to do? And I, I said, it'll take five years and use all of our lifetime savings. She said, if you can do it and it's never published, nobody ever sees it but you have a better walk with the Lord at the end and you know scripture better and you can be content with that. Let's do it. So we set out on a five-year program. Uh, it took 14 years. God enabled us to pay every bill over 14 years. Uh, we don't have any lifetime savings anymore for retirement, but we have a new Bible translation. Uh, it's beautiful. And wow, what a supportive wife. If I, if I were your wife, I would be a little bit scared, but it's amazing, again, how God can do these amazing things. The Readable Bible, it is very, um, I don't know if I want to say visual or visible. Why did you choose to go with something so in your face? Like the cover is bright. It's got plenty of color. It's not your typical Bible, you know, just sitting there um, laying on the table, blue, red, typical colors, black. Um, This is is colorful. It is in your face. Tell us why. Well, God went to work on, a, on another person. Uh, I was at a conference called the Christian Products Expo, and I was walking out. I had dinner appointment with my grandson. And as I was in the hallway going to my car, God said, go back in that exhibition hall and talk to that tall man under the Baker and Taylor banner. So uh, I said, God, I'm going to have dinner with my grandson. Don't have time but God wouldn't let me away from it. So I went back into the hall and I, and I went back to see this tall man. His name, uh, introduced myself. Hi, I'm Rod Laughlin. Uh, I've got this new Bible I'm working on. And I just didn't know what to say. And over his head, I noticed it said New Hope Publishing. So I said, well, how do you relate to New Hope Publishing? He, he said, I own it. <laughs> so I said, well, I'm working on this new Bible. Would you like to see it? And he said, yes. And so I showed it to showed him samples. He said to me, I'd be honored to publish that, but I can't afford to bring a new Bible to market. I said, I think my wife and I would rather have a publisher that couldn't afford to publish it. So when it comes to market, if it's successful, we'll know God did it. John and his team designed the cover. They just felt the readable Bible was so unique uh, that it needed to be unique in every way. And so instead of a plain cover, they came up with this cover. We also have a 27-book set. Uh, you can buy Genesis individually or Exodus, and each cover is bright. And, and that's the way the Bible ought to be, because it brings light to our life. It is exciting. It's a bright book. It's a bright, and the Word of God is living and active, able to divide, you know, between bone and marrow. And so the cover ought to be living and active. And I, I love what they did. 
on the spine, they put living word. And that that's what it is. Where do you think this translation will be most helpful? I think it will get people deeper into the word. I've received three emails over the last two or three weeks. Each one of those emails said, I started reading and had mentioned a book. One said, I started reading Leviticus and I found myself reading all the way through it. They thought they'd read a chapter or two. Another person sent me an email saying, I sat down to read a few chapters of Deuteronomy, and before I knew it, I was almost at the end of the book. The readable Bible is so readable that you just keep reading. Bibles tend to be eight or nine point font. The readable Bible is 10.5 font. Very easy to to see visually. When you start reading uh, the Table of the Nations in Genesis, where you have Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the uh, sons of Noah, and then where how all the nations came out of them. There are dozens of sentences of who gave birth to who. You look at a genealogical table, and you see a dark line through it. In every genealogical table, the double dark line is the lineage of Jesus Christ. You start to see this table, and you see how people relate to each other as brothers and sisters and cousins and grandchildren, and, and you see things about the line of Christ you never saw before. And so sections of Scripture that when you swear you're going to read through the whole Bible, you discover yourself saying, well, I think I can skip this paragraph or these the first 10 chapters of, of Chronicles are almost only genealogical tables. So people tend to start at chapter 11. When you have the readable Bible, you find yourself fascinated studying the pages of the first 10 chapters of Chronicles and finding little gems of knowledge. So it will it will get people deeper, deeper into the scripture. Are there any parts of this translation that have impacted you personally? Yes, I, I have an embarrassing uh, state confession to make, and that is that I've never liked the book of Psalms. I've mm-hmm. never understood why people like Psalms. Psalms is the most read book of the Bible. It's And yet it just hasn't related to me. Now, <clears throat> since translating the readable Bible and the book of Psalms, I discovered something. The average line in Psalms in Hebrew is maybe eight or 10 words, but that comes out 12 to 16 words in English, and we lose the punch. Uh, You may have learned the ditty in high school, tiger, tiger, burning bright, in the forest, in the night. That's got punch to it. Mm -hmm. But if those words appeared in Hebrew, in the Hebrew text, and we translated them to English using traditional translation technique, we would say, there is a tiger, there is a tiger, it is burning brightly, it's in the forest at nighttime. Well, that is no punch at all. And I think that's what happens when we go from Hebrew to English in many of the Psalms. So in the readable Bible, we have endeavored to minimize the words. And of course, you've always heard that Psalms are poetry. But when you read the Psalms, they don't read like poems do in English and and they're in plain text. So we have put the Psalms in cascading text, and we have stressed the parallelisms. So I can open my readable Bible to any page. You can see I just opened this right now to this page, and this is, um, let's see, page 1054, and it's, gosh, the middle of some big psalm. So this is Psalm 119. So here I read, I will 
And then we have obey your law continually forever and ever. Seek to live by your laws and thus walk in freedom. Speak of your laws before kings and not be ashamed. Delight in your commands, how I love them. Lift up my hands to your commandments, which I love, and meditate on your statutes. So when you are in the readable Bible, now look what happens. I'm going to read the first three words of each line. I will obey your law, seek to live, speak of your laws, delight in your commands, lift up my hands. Now, by structuring each sentence or each phrase in a parallel English structure, you have the effect in your mind that a person who grew up reading Hebrew and did read Hebrew poetry in their life had happening in their mind. So the readable Bible Psalms have this beautiful flow uh, and it, they read like poetry. I have fallen in love with Psalms because of the readable Bible Psalms. I love that. This Bible is out there. It's been published now since it's been out. Have you heard any amazing stories of how it's, you know, changed someone's life? I know you mentioned a little story before we started talking. Um, is there anything else out there? Any other stories of impact that this Bible has had on people? Well, the, the most uh, con common one is the one that I mentioned earlier. That is when people start reading, they read beyond what they ever plan to read because it just flows and they understand it. The um, that, That's been the most amazing thing. The second thing is that we have a 27-book set. set. Uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy are each individual books. Joshua, Judges, and Ruth is an individual book. First and Second Kings, a book. First and Second Chronicles. So you can buy the 27-book set or at christianbook.com or Amazon or anywhere books are sold. You can buy an individual book. Minor Kings is one book. Ezekiel's a book. Or Ezekiel Daniel's a book. Jeremiah's a book. Isaiah's a book. And you can hold that book in your hand and just lie in bed or sit in a chair with the book of Isaiah or the book of Psalms or First and Second Kings and just read that. You can just have the book of Matthew or of Luke or of Acts. People have discovered that when they hold the individual book, it just gives them a different feel and it interests them more. And also in the individual books, in the back, there's a subject index for that book. There's a glossary of every word that's not used in secular life that's in the book. There's a list of every person in the book, who they were, what they did and what chapters they did it in, a bunch of aids in the back of each book. And people are having a wonderful experience holding individual books of the Bible. You know, until the printing press was invented, nobody held a whole Bible in their hand at home. And so we have this experience that you have to have a whole Bible in your hand, whereas the earliest people had the scroll of Genesis or the scroll of Isaiah you can, in effect, have just the scroll in your hand and sit and enjoy the flavor of it. I love that. Uh, what's up next for the Readable Bible? Do you have any other future plans for it? Well, uh, we will retype set it again uh, into a more traditional format. It's 2,200 pages. Uh, that'll get it down to like 1,600 pages. We have a unique aspect of the Readable Bible in that Wherever there's movement in the Bible, there's a map right there on the page so that you can see who moved where, when. We're going to take all the maps 
and create a readable Bible atlas. Um, I've just taken the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, taken every word of the four Gospels, put them together into a single flowing life of Christ called the Anointed One, the complete biography of Jesus Christ. We bring in Old Testament scriptures where Jesus fulfilled things in the Old Testament. And that book is going to be published uh, in October. It'll be a Christmas gift type present. Uh, so we have projects. We have a, a major denominations mission organization is planning a study Bible with a readable Bible. I think that might be a 2024 release. Uh, I don't think the time is set on that yet. Uh, so we have some things coming along we're excited about. Uh, a man in uh, England who is uh, Robert Hicks saw the readable Bible. He has been involved in the distribution and sale of over 100 million Bibles and Bible portions. And he has written us, uh, actually, he saw the readable Bible, sent us an email, asked if he could write an endorsement. Of course, we said yes. And he describes it as an essential tool in the Christian library. So uh, we're excited to see what God's doing. We're trying to put ourselves before him and just ask God, what would you like done next? Uh, when I got the first copy of the readable Bible for myself, I put it on my bed. I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, um, this is your book. Do with it what you want to do. Uh, you know, the commitment my wife and I made, if it's never published, nobody ever sees it. That's okay. You have chosen to publish it. Honor Iron Stream Media's commitment. Iron the team uh, that John Herring has put together. They fasted and prayed, asking God to bring the readable Bible to the market. And we're just waiting to see what God does and what he asks us to do. Whatever he asks, we will do. I love it. For those who want to learn more about the readable Bible or want to pick it up, how can they go about doing that? I would encourage them to go to uh, their local Christian bookstore and order it to uh, or order it at christianbook.com. Of course, you can buy it at Amazon. You can buy it at Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. Christian Book has uh, an excellent price on it right now, about a 27% discount. So I would encourage people to go there or go to their local Christian bookstore. These are people who love the Lord, are serving the Lord, and they deserve our support. Thank you so much for making time for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Colleen. It's been a pleasure to be with you. And thank you so much for joining us. And for listening today, don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review. We'll talk to you again on Connections.